0: If you
2: dare.
1: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything. Uh,
2: check
3: it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh,
4: Good Monday morning to you. How you doing? What's up, party people? It's a numbers game right here at Beast and the Esports Betting Network. Uh, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling and Game Plus. Hope your Monday is good so far. Hope your weekend was good. Betting, football, college, and pro. We got it all here on the show today. Uh, guessing lines with Chris Andrews. Week 14, Survivor breakdown. Oh, that was fun. We'll get to that. What a weekend for Survivor. Let me just say this. I had the Raiders. If you could have had a camera on me when that touchdown was scored late, uh, that would be phenomenal video. We'll get into all that when we get to that game. I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy on it now, uh, but we'll get to everything. Uh, for those landing on this show for the first time, this is a tribute to the old Stardust Radio Show uh, of the same ilk, where uh, I've been in a cocoon. I don't know the lines for this coming week. We look forward to the exercise of me coming up, me guessing those lines. Chris Andrews will tell us what those lines, in fact, will be when he posts them at the end of this show at the South Point. Within that exercise, we hope to extract some value. And we'll look back at yesterday all the while. Let's bring him in, the star of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, author of the book, Then One Day. He is my Mishbucha, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino right here. It is Chris Andrews. Good morning, Chrissy.
3: Ah, uh, good morning, Gil. So you had the Raiders, okay? Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, we will. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> uh, how was
4: how was the book weekend from your perspective? We always start there.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, we did really good, really good. Saturday was very good, and yesterday was fantastic. what was very very good weekend?
4: What was your biggest result yesterday?
3: Biggest result, wow. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I have to go take a look. Um, it's like I sprung a surprise question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a surprise question. <laughs> we had so many good ones. Uh, you know, I'm still kind of catching up from last night. Is uh, let me see. I, you know, the Vikings was actually a very good result for us, so, uh just perfect. Um, all right, we'll figure it out as we go uh, the along. The Giants Giants yeah. was a great result. That, Giants was I, I, yeah, Giants is probably the best result of the night. Yeah.
4: Matches the single biggest upset uh in the NFL this year based on the uh, closing point spread. Let's
3: let's Is that right?
4: Yeah, yeah. We have we have so much to get to. Let's get right into it here. Uh with uh, Now, by the way, before we get to Thursday night football, of course, today, double uh, doubleheader, who does not love a Monday doubleheader with lines yeah. On the move, right? Washington now just a six-and-a-half-point dog uh, consensus against yeah. the Steelers. Uh, that down from 10 at one point. <clears throat> And then Buffalo, San Francisco. San Francisco, a one-point favorite now. Uh, they were once a three-point dog in this game. Dallas-Baltimore tomorrow to close out Week 13. Baltimore about an eight-and-a-half-point favorite consensus. Nine in some spots hosting the Cowboys. So all of that still to come in Week 13. Uh, but we'll begin with Week 14 on Thursday. What do you have on Thursday?
3: Thursday, we got the Patriots at the Rams.
4: Patriots at the Rams—pretty good game for Thursday night. The Patriots, yeah, oh, be- yeah. the Patriots beat the Chargers 45 to nothing. Uh, I believe I said maybe 10, if not 20 times last week, by the immutable, irrefutable laws <laughs> of football. You have to bet the Patriots here. You just have to. I don't care what the talent says. Uh, this is just, you don't get this opportunity. And this resulted in spades, the way that we had talked about it. 45 to nothing. The Patriots led this 28 to nothing at halftime against the Chargers yesterday. They've won four of five now, have the Patriots since a two and five start. They had a punt return touchdown, a blocked field goal return touchdown. The return man, gunner is it Ol- Olszewski? Uh, he had three punt returns for yeah. 145 yards. That's an average of 48.3 yards per return. Cam Newton, 12 of 19 for 69. Chris he had 69 yards passing, and they won 45 to nothing. One touchdown. <laughs> that's amazing. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. By the way, 14 carries for 48 yards. Another two touchdowns for Cam. By the way, Jason, now uh, your Jarrett Stidham MVP uh, ticket is still in play. He was two for three for 61 off the bench. <laughs> I actually didn't know he was in the game. That's you're, exciting. You're still live. Uh, they were plus. They were yeah. plus. <laughs> they were plus two in turnovers. Belichick's 12th shutout in 21 seasons. Uh, the Patriots will remain in Los Angeles to face the Rams. Uh, for this Thursday night game, since they were just playing the Chargers. And then there is the Rams, uh, who uh, get the win over the Cardinals. They do so um, by 10 in the end, 38-28. to 28. And by the way, let me just pause for station identification. It is Gil Alexander and Chris Anders right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus. Guessing lines for week 14. Rams beat the Cardinals by 10, 38, 28. Sean McVay now, Chrissy. 34 and 0 when leading at halftime, including the playoffs. 4 and 0 this season following a loss. 7 and 0 under his tenure versus the Cardinals. Uh, they clinch. The Rams do their fourth straight non losing season. Jared Goff, 37 to 47 for 351. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Akers, 21 for 72 and a touchdown. Woods, 10 for 85. Uh, the Rams were 8-14 on third down. They had a 463-232 to 232 advantage in total yards and 38-53 on the clock to twenty-one oh seven for the Cardinals in time of possession advantage. That was a pretty substantial and convincing win for the Rams despite the 10-point difference. I will say the Rams are the favorite here against the 6-6 six six Patriots who are still alive in the AFC and refuse to let those of us who have the under at nine and a half, uh, clinch our season win total under, I'll say the Rams by six on Thursday.
3: Well, you're dead on Gil. It is six. I do see some six and a half and, uh, some respected places with a little tiny bit of juice on the Patriots. Um, my, my power range from the four, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I still have like belief in Patriots, you know, strategy. Although, you know, like you said, Cam Newton had less than a hundred yards passing, but they win by 45 points. You know, uh, I think that number's a little steep, um, but I will open six just because I see six and a half out there, but I'm going to stay on the lower end of this. If I see this game dropping, I'm going to drop a little bit myself. Um, and like I said, I just, I, I, when we get to these Thursday games, I've always said, I think it's, Coach and quarterback, uh, the better coach, better quarterback. I give a little edge to. And certainly, at this point in time, the better quarterbacks with the Rams. And at this point in time, Belichick is certainly a better coach. Fill in the blank against anybody. Uh, but uh, you know they get the you know they they get some pretty good things going here with the Rams. Like what was his record at that with a lead at halftime? 30, pretty
4: unbelievable. Thirty-four and oh now, including playoffs. Thirty-four. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, you got to take note of that. So McVay's doing a hell of a job there, too. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open six. If I see a drop, I'm going to go ahead and drop. But I, I do see six and a half, and it's a very key spot. So I don't want to go too far off of that.
4: And we'll drill down on the Chargers when we get to the Chargers. But uh, Rams take the uh, temporary lead of the NFC West now uh, by tiebreaker with that record at eight and four. Uh, for those tuning in for the first time and you're like, oh, wow, he hit six or, or he had to make that. Up, trust me, I get a lot of these wrong. Uh, what's what's on Sunday morning? <laughs>
3: uh, Green Bay at Detroit. Green
4: Bay at Detroit. Uh, let's see. Got sixteen games. No more buys. Uh, Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay nine and three. They win and cover uh, against Philly yesterday. Game clinching seventy seven yard touchdown from Aaron Jones with two thirty six left. Uh, couple that with seven sacks. That withstood a fourth-quarter comeback attempt. They beat Philly in cover, as I said, on that touchdown from Aaron Jones, 30-16. to 16. What a run it was. They built a 23-3 lead, did the Packers, for the Eagles scored two touchdowns span of just over a minute. Uh, their comeback started after rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts took over for an ineffective Carson Wentz. But Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, 25-34 of 34 for 295, three touchdowns, zero picks, sacked twice. 36 touchdowns and four picks on the season for Rodgers, 36-4. and four. In eight eight different games this season, he's had three plus touchdowns and no picks, including that one. Jones, fifteen of one thirty for a touchdown, seventy-seven on that scamper at the end. Devontae, ten for one twenty-one, two touchdowns, a four hundred thirty-seven to two hundred seventy eight advantage in total yards versus Philly. And then there's Detroit, who uh were coached by Daryl Bevel for the first time in this game. They get the win against Chicago, a come from behind win, thirty-four to thirty. And the Lions go to five and seven. Stafford 27 and uh 27, 442 for 402. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Marvin Jones Jr. his big target eight for one-sixteen and a touchdown. They were six of eleven on third down against the Bears, one for two on fourth. They had four hundred sixty total yards. Uh Bevel goes from offensive coordinator to interim coach. The the Lions trailed thirty to twenty early in the fourth after uh, Mitch Trubisky threw an eleven-yard touchdown to Cole Komet on a bootleg. And uh, then Chicago's Bilal Nichols intercepted a short side-armed nonsense pass that Stafford throws from time to time. It was intended for Jesse James, but the Lions turned it around, cut it to 30-27 to with 218 left on a 25-yarder from Stafford to Jones. And then the Bears had a third down at their 17 when Romeo Okwara stripped Trubisky. John Pennicini recovered. Lions took over at the Chicago 7. Peterson, AP that is, ran it in two plays later. Lions win. Uh but this is the Packers at the Lions. Oh boy, these are these Packers Lions game tend to be weird over time though. Uh I'll say the Packers I'm gonna come out low on this, I bet. I'm gonna say the Packers minus six and a half.
3: Whoa, you're way low. How much it's is it? It's uh, eight. Yeah. It's eight. Had a few. Um Yeah, there was some maintenance. I I there there was, but they're gone. Um I got to tell you, I like the Packers here. I I really think you you look at Detroit, are they rejuvenated with their one win after they got Matt Patricia off their backs? Uh, Probably. But did the lions win that game or did the bears blow it? You know, I think, you know, and we'll get to the bears obviously a little later. I think the bears kind of blew it. Uh, I don't know why the Packers seem to not get the respect that they should. Uh, my power rankings make the Packers ten. I didn't elevate the the Lions much off, off of yesterday's game, I didn't lower the Packers at all, even though they did their best to kind of let Philly back in. They did, game. but yeah, I, I think that was that was kind of eye candy, in my humble opinion. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open eight and a half here. Uh, I see pretty solid eight, but I'm gonna open eight and a half. Take a whack on the Lions if they want to take that number off me, because uh, I think this game's gonna head up. Uh, that's, uh, again, one man's humble opinion. And I always say my opinion is worth one bet. So I'm going to give them one bet if they want to take the eight and a half. That's what I'm going to open it.
4: The only thing with the Lions is, right, if if they get Galladay and Swift back, um, yeah. you know, then that becomes a different football team. Galladay's the big differentiator uh, with that team. So I don't know. Um, I thought I'd be low. I'm not rushing to bet the Lions based on that. But uh, you're right about you're, – and you're right on the other hand about Aaron Rodgers. It just seems like he's just kind of puttering along. We just expect it from him, yeah. right? 36 touchdowns and four picks. Yeah. All right. What's next?
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, he, he really has been fantastic. Jeez. Okay, next up, we've got the Titans
4: at the Jaguars. All right, Titans at the Jaguars. We're crescendoing, by the way, to Survivor and <laughs> Anthony Lynn and so much more. Uh, we just got to get through a lot of these. Titans at Jaguars. All right, uh, Titans is the one game I got completely wrong yesterday. The Browns scored the first 17 points of the game uh, against the Titans on the way to a 41-35 to win over the Titans, a game that was not nearly as close as the final score suggests. Uh, The Titans allowed five touchdowns and one field goal on Cleveland's first six possessions. Basically, the Titans fell apart after a bad fourth down spot on their opening drive, uh, which actually survived a challenge as well. It was a fourth and short. Uh, Derrick Henry lost his first fumble on the season on the next drive, and it was just floodgates open at that point. The Titans 3-4 and four since starting the season 5-0. and Ryan Tannehill was 29-45 for 389 cosmetic yards in the end. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. And Derek Henry, this is the story of the game. 15 carries for 60 yards and the lost fumble. Season low in attempts for Henry, just 15 of them. Um, Corey Davis, 11 for 182 and a touchdown. Those were both career highs, catches, and receptions for him. But they were outgained 458-431 by Cleveland, despite all the yards at the end, 36-46, 23-14 disadvantage in time of possession. In other words, the Titans only had it for 23 minutes and 14 seconds. They were minus two in turnovers. They did make it interesting late. They outscored the Browns 28-3 in the second half, but Andy uh, Janovich recovered the onside kick to seal the victory. Amazing that the Browns needed to recover an onside kick in that game to seal the victory. And then there was Jacksonville. Uh, Most people in Circus Survivor, Little over half, just a tick over half, had Minnesota of the remaining 103 entries took overtime to beat the Jaguars. Uh, Minnesota did it on a Dan Bailey chip shot. Bailey had missed a couple extra points earlier in the game. They did 27 to 24. But Jacksonville, who we're talking about here, Glennon, 28 to 42 for 280, one touchdown, two picks, two sacks. He's just not very good in the end. Can't make plays when it matters. Robinson, James Robinson, 18 for 78 in a touchdown. Six catches for 30 yards. Minus two in turnovers were the Jaguars. They had 10 penalties for 83 yards. I mean, Glennon and Conley each lost fumbles. As I mentioned, the 10 penalties for 83 yards. Chase McLaughlin had a chance to win it in regulation with a 62-yard field goal. Fell short. And Earlier in the game, Glennon lucked into a touchdown. When you ever when you do the autopsy of Jaguars games, then you start to think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, they were kind of lucky to be there in the end anyway. Uh, 28-yard touchdown pass to LaVisca Chenault uh, early that was off target, off target from Glennon, glanced off of Chris Boyd's arm of the Vikings, straight back to Chenault. There was also a pick six for the Jaguars, right? So, you know, maybe they should have been in it. Maybe they shouldn't have. But this is the Titans at the Jaguars. I'll say Titans by seven, minus seven.
3: Uh you're a little low. It's uh, seven and a half. Uh my power range coming to eight. I sure don't want to dicker over half a point in a spot like this. But on the Jaguars, you mentioned like the tip pass that was like one of the luckiest touchdowns of the year. Uh you also had the pick six like you mentioned. But really Dan Bailey, if he just played yeah. like a normal kicker, you know, then this game really never would have gotten close to overtime. Uh, you know, but it did. So I don't wanna you know, elevate the The Jaguars in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Yeah, I give them credit for playing a a gutsy football game. But, I mean, that's what they get paid to do. Uh, Like I said, I made it eight. Titans, um, I don't want to say they're a sinking ship. They're not. But they're certainly not playing as well as they had earlier in the season. So, I'm going to go ahead and open it to seven and a half. Like I said, power ratings come to eight. That's not a half point I'm – yeah, I deem it worthy to dicker over. So I'm gonna open seven and a half, see what they want to do with that. I think that's a good number. I like the word dicker.
4: By the way, how many coaches, Chris? <laughs> I mean, we've already had uh O'Brien, Quinn, and Patricia gone. But I'm just thinking around the league, five like Marone and Gase and Lynn yeah. and Nagy. Um, I'm forgetting somebody as well. But there's like five other coaches. It's it's a quarter of the league. Um that that honestly, if you fired the other five today, besides the first three, no one would bat an eye. It's it just they're so they're they have done such a terrible job in so many ways. Yeah, uh, and sadly, if you don't win football games, I mean, like the Jaguars, Marone's got to be on the hot seat as well. All right, let's do one more here before the break.
3: Dallas at the Bengals.
4: Dallas at the Bengals. Dallas has not played yet. Dallas plays tomorrow against Baltimore. Oh. Haven't seen Dallas since hmm. Thanksgiving. Uh, the Bengals, did I mention Taylor in that group? Um, yes, yesterday, they lose to the Dolphins. They were with them for a half. And then Miami just took over in the third quarter of that ball game. Brandon Allen was 11 of 19 for 153. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked five times by the Dolphins. He was sidelined with a chest injury. In came Ryan Finley. He was 6 of 7 for 40 yards. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Uh, 12 total first downs. For the Bengals in this game against the Dolphins, 196 total yards, only 40 of which were rushing. In a game, by the way, that they lost 19-7, to the Dolphins just get the uh, cover in that one. Uh, but a game that featured, and I'll just read what it says right here, <laughs> because this is a great description, benches clearing, confrontation, and other after-the-whistle unpleasantries. <laughs> I love that. Unpleasantries. <laughs> I'm going to be very unpleasant with you now. Uh, five ejections in that game. Zach Taylor, two seasons with the Bengals, 4-23-1. Good God. Uh, Dallas by four. Again, we haven't seen Dallas, but that's what I'll say. It is sight unseen.
3: Yeah, it's uh, three and a half and four. My power ratings come to four. Uh, so that's uh, obviously what I'm going to open. Zach Taylor, you know, I've been knocking him from day one. I mean, he's just not a very good coach. And if they want to get the most out of Burrow, who I think has the potential to be a terrific quarterback, they gotta get rid of this guy. They really do, and I think he has no uh, no faith from the rest of the players in that locker room. And I think that's kind of evident. Yeah, they got to get rid of this guy. The Dallas team you a know, sight unseen, and I'm not sure what to make of them right now either. I, four is probably, uh, like I said, a good number, exactly what my power rating come to. And I do see three and a half and four, but I'm going to go ahead and open the four.
4: Yeah, here's the list: O'Brien, Quinn, and Patricia already gone. Lynn, Nagy, Gase, Taylor, Marone. Like, would anybody argue with any of those other five? So, I mean, Nagy maybe, but I don't know. I think I think Nagy. Yeah.
3: How about Marone? I think mean, Marone, you know uh, you know, they fired the general manager. I, I would you know, I don't know how much Marone is involved in personnel decision, but the general manager down there did a terrible, terrible job ever since his tenure started in Jacksonville. So yeah. I I I'd vouch for Marone above any of the others. That Maybe would even Nagy. But that's a
4: quarter. I mean, that's a quarter of the league. And then there's always a yeah. surprise somewhere. Mike McCarthy will be safe because of the DAC injury. And they won't do one and done with Mike McCarthy, so he'll be safe. Uh, I think everybody else is probably safe, but there'll be a surprise somewhere. But that's that's a quarter of the league. Yeah, uh,
3: Zimmer maybe,
4: maybe. I think his team's come around. Yeah, they're the coming. I mean, the see how to see how yeah. the season ends,
3: uh, but. Jeez. Yeah, really? Did you watch the game yesterday? They're coming around. <laughs> I just mean okay. compared to the first <laughs> J- five J- weeks. Jason does a lot of
4: look out for so-and-so. He does a lot of that before the show. I believe look out for the Lions, came out of his mouth earlier. Today. That's true. But let me Man, just say this, Jason. I'm not told yet there either. Let me just say this okay. about Jason Kahn. He was right about which of the uh, big favorites was the one that was going to lose outright in Seattle. So right. props. Jason Kahn called oh, the Giants. Okay. Jason Kahn called that one. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get some more lines for Week 14. Oh yes, we have to talk about the Raiders and Survivor, and so much more. Chargers as
0: well. If you dare.
3: What is next? The Cardinals at the Giants. Cardinals at the Giants. Boy, the Cardinals
4: are, uh, I guess, I guess Kyler Murray, I guess they figured out Kyler Murray, huh? They've lost four of five since a five and two start. They lose to the Rams. We talked about that earlier by 10. Kyler was 21 of 39 for 173. Three touchdowns, but one pick. That was a pick six. Sacked twice. He lost a fumble. In the first half, he was three of 12 for 73 yards. One touchdown, no pick, sack twice. Dan Arnold ended up being his biggest uh, receiver, basically because they were triple-teaming DeAndre Hopkins. Dan Arnold was wide open. There's a body down there. You better throw it to him. Two catches, both for touchdowns for 61 yards. The Giants with the big upset of the week and matches the biggest upset by closing line in the NFL this year. And Jason Kahn called it. Uh, the Giants win matches the largest upset of the season based on point spreads. Seahawks closed as a ten and a half point favorite uh, over there at uh, at Will Hill. Caesars by Will Hill won four straight now have the Giants. They've won four straight since a one and seven start four straight since a one and seven start. They're five and seven atop the NFC East. They've held three straight opponents to 17 or fewer. Leonard Williams. Two and a half sacks, five quarterback hits. And Colt McCoy, everybody, 13 of 22 for a stellar 105. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked (laughs) twice. Gallman, 16 for 135. Alfred Morris, former 2012 Washington football team, great, with two touchdowns. Uh, The Giants had a grand total of 14 first downs, Chrissy. They were three of 12 on third down. They only had 290 total yards. But you look back at their schedule now, 5-7. and seven, They gave the Steelers a fight week one before Daniel Jones had a couple, a couple killer turnovers. They held the Rams to 17 in a road game week four. They lost to Dak, Dax Cowboys by three. They lost to Philly by one in a game they dominated. They lost to Tampa by two. Maybe they're good. Um, Cardinals by three, I guess.
3: Oh, you're high. It's two and a half. And I got to tell you, I'm opening this game too. Yeah, uh, you got two teams going in completely different directions, and I, you know, you could tell me all these offensive stats. Colt McCoy, who I always kind of liked in a role as a as a backup, and he came in yesterday. He played fair at best. He really wasn't very good, but that Giant defense is just terrific. Yeah, and uh, you know, judge the uh, the coach for the Giants. I think that's another guy doing a hell of a job. And he, you know, listen, New York, everything gets exaggerated before the year. And in the early parts of the year, everybody said he was too tough on the players. He was this and that, you know, they got knocked quite a bit and then they got off to a pretty bad start and they lost a lot of close games, but here we go. Now, all of a sudden this team is really coming around and, uh, like I said, not, Offensively, but I think Daniel Jones, I think it'll be back this week, by the way, just my hunch. Um, Imagine if they had had a real. Sorry, sorry, Chris, I apologize. I was just going to say, imagine if they had a real uh, coordinator except for Jason Garrett. (laughs) A little editorializing there for Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, and I think the Cardinals, uh, you know. You know, Gil, we talked about a lot on this show. You know, I I wasn't crazy about Murray coming out of college. I just thought he was too little. Um, I kind of all of a sudden gave a me a call about halfway through this season, saying, "Okay, he finally convinced me." But you know, Kingsbury, I don't like the coach, and maybe they are figuring out Kyler Murray a little bit. You know, uh, he certainly doesn't fit the mold of any other quarterback. Anyway, I'm going to open this game too. I'm going to be a half a point under the market, and if I see going lower, I'm going lower myself. I like the Giants in this game.
4: Yeah, I hated my, I hated my guess the second it came out of my mouth, Chris. I really did at three. I think, yeah, I think your number is better. Um, yeah, if you can keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, all of a sudden he becomes very ordinary. All right. Got to take a break. We'll do more. Got a whole bunch to get to. Guessing lines for week 14. Wow. Coming back right here at VCN the Sports Betting Network. Uh, we got the Texans at the Bears. Texans at the Bears. All right. Well, all the other shenanigans were going on in the NFL and, uh, New York specifically, most notably the Houston Texans. We're busy knocking at the door of a potential victory, a potential go ahead touchdown at the very least against the Colts. And, a, and they had a chance to take the lead with about 90 seconds left. They're at the Colts, too, when Deshaun Watson, there, there's a snap that is a little low to the outside, a little low and left. Probably should have been able to feel the snap, but he he does not get a hold of it. It's a fumble, and Anthony Walker of the Colts pounces on it to secure the twenty-six to twenty victory. Oh my goodness! And the Colts get the cover in the process. So just a horrible beat for Texans uh, backers there. It was twenty-four to twenty at the half. Finished twenty-six to twenty. Just a safety in the second half. Deshaun was twenty-six of thirty-eight for three forty-one. No touchdowns. One pick. He was sacked five times. Um, DJ, David Johnson, 10 of 44 with a touchdown. Kiki Kute, 8 for 141, career high. Chad Hansen, 5 for 101, career high. These are the guys catching balls for the Texans now. Chad Hansen, not Stills, <laughs> not Fuller, not Hopkins. Hansen, 5 for 101, a career high. Uh, and they're playing, who's who'd you say? Chicago? Oh, yeah. Chicago lost to the Lions. We yeah. talked about that. Uh, Detroit wiping out the 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter, recovering a strip sack in the closing minutes to set up the go-ahead touchdown and a 34-30 victory over these Bears, who have now lost six in a row. Six in a row. Mitch Trubisky, 26 of 34 for 267. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked two times. David Montgomery, 17 for 72. Two touchdowns, four catches for 39. They were minus two in turnovers. This This is a little tough line to make.
3: Um, Houston by three. Uh, yeah, you know, I like it. I'm a first time in the show. I like your number better. Uh, I made it four. I made Houston four. I see the game as low as one and as high as two and a half. So. Take your choice anywhere in between there, one, one and a half. Or two. Uh, so not, there's only one one out there, and that's with a lot of juice. But really, what, one and a half, two, two and a half. I'm going to go on the upper end here, go to two and a half. If I see it climbing, I'm going to climb uh, with it myself. That uh, The Bears team, of course, we're always talking Bears defense, defense, defense. Well, they didn't play very well yesterday, I got to tell you. And that was one of the games we mentioned earlier when we talked about the Lions. Did the Lions win or did the Bears just blow it? Well, I think the Bears blew it. And that's a team not playing very well. Uh, You know, we talk about Nagy. uh, Did he lose the locker room? It's hard to say, you know, we're looking at the outside, but I can tell you this, they're not playing very good football. Uh, They can go to full, they go to Trubisky and not any difference that I could see there at all. And the Texans, you know, I gave out the Colts last week on this show. By the way, I gave out the giants too. While we're at it hey, and, uh, I really didn't – yeah, I was 3-0 in the sides I liked. But anyway, the the Texans, uh, I really thought were probably the right side against uh, the Colts yesterday, but they – you know, the one fumble kind of iced the game, and, you know, they did nothing the second half. Neither did the Colts. Um, But uh, anyway, I think the Texans, you know, not that they're playing great, not that they're in any great shape going forward, but I think the Bears are just even worse – and like I said, I like the higher number. I'm going to go with two and a half just because I don't see any threes out there, uh, and I, I do see one and a halves and twos. So I'm going to go with the two and a half. But if I see it going higher, I'm I'm going to join the club. Uh,
4: you were three and zero oh in contest picks, or the ones that you gave out on this show last week?
3: The ones I gave out on the show. Yeah. The ones I gave out on the show. I had uh, I had Colts, Giants, and Patriots.
4: Nice. Uh, I'm two and one. So it's a new quarterly over at Circa. I'm two and one. Uh, the one that I got completely wrong, as I mentioned earlier, Tennessee, and the ones that I got right, New England, which was just an auto-pick, right? And uh, Indianapolis, which you can say was lucky, although I could argue they probably should have won that game without that kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, fear. But then I have, two, I have two plays today. I'm on, in these two games that are being played today, uh, I'm on Pittsburgh even though it's a bad contest line, it's seven and a half. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong yeah. fan of the Washington football team. They do not win this kind of game. And um, seven and a half doesn't seem high enough to me. So I'm on Pittsburgh. The other one I'm on is the Niners. A, th- that game today between the Bills and the Niners is a sneaky, massive game. Buffalo loses. They're in a tie with the Miami Dolphins. In the AFC East, the top of the AFC East. I've got the plus 1150 on the Dolphins to win the division from before the season. And then with the Niners, who are sort of an afterthought, the Niners win this game. They're 6-6, six and six overcoming yeah. probably the worst spate of injuries any team. I mean, I can't imagine a team had worse than this in their first three quarters of the season. Guys who were out for the whole season like bosa, like thomas on the defensive line. Guys who have been gone and are just coming back. They win this, they're 6 and 6. They're on that, you know, that graphic that they show for the NFC playoff picture in the just on the outside looking in, and they've still got more players on the horizon coming back, most notably Kittle at tight end. So, the two massive games. I like the Niners tonight. Now, if they lose, that's probably the end of the season. But if they win, Kyle Shanahan ends this season big. He doesn't deserve some coach of the year thoughts. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, he's got to be in there. By the way, uh, it, it, Tomlin goes sixteen and zero. He's going to win Coach of the Year. But Belichick, Shanahan, Peyton, Payton, <laughs> Payton, all these guys. What an, I mean, we talked about the bad. About the guy jobs. from Cleveland. Yeah, Stefanski.
3: Cleveland?
4: All these guys yeah. have just great jobs. So just the chasm between the haves and the have-nots, and the good and the bad in the NFL. It's like the MLB now this year. Uh, We'll come back. we got more lines to guess. Oh, I know the Raiders are coming. Survivor thoughts on the way. Not even halfway through right here on a numbers game at VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network with Chris Andrews. Chris, just some of these games that uh, we've gone over. Houston at Chicago. Dallas at Cincinnati. Arizona at the Giants. Good weekend to do some holiday shopping. Oh, my God. I don't like any of these. All right. What's next?
3: Next up, we got Denver at Carolina.
4: Well, there's another one for the meh category: Denver at Carolina.
3: <laughs> uh, Denver,
4: I guess, put up a fight last night. I mean, that game sure. was very much in the balance against Kansas City. Kansas City ends up beating uh, uh, the Broncos. They do not cover uh, in the process, twenty-two to sixteen. I mean, that was a game where the Broncos, first of all, Drew Locke, 15 of 28 for 151. Two touchdowns, two picks, no sacks. He's not very good, is he? Melvin Gordon the third, 15 carries for 131 yards. I just didn't understand why the Broncos just didn't keep running the football. Drove me crazy last night. Just run! Yeah, they were running
3: all over him in the last
4: game just, as just well. Just run! Yeah. Right! You that last, run on the Chiefs. Yeah, that last game was a cosmetic win by the Chiefs in terms of the final score. They, they ran on him. And then they just were like, no, let's just throw. They were 7 of 13 on third downs with the Broncos. They were minus 2 in turnovers. That usually tells the tale. Carolina was one of the two teams on bye this week, so they're going to be on extra rest here. So it's Denver at Carolina. The key point, before we get off this, the key point in that game between the Chiefs and the uh, the Broncos last night was with, what was it, over just over 6 minutes left in this game. And the Broncos are down three points. They're down 19 to 16. It's like a fourth and three. They're about one first down, maybe two. But with Brandon McManus, maybe just one, you know, maybe just 10 yards away from being in field goal position. And they decide to punt. I get it on the one hand, you know, maybe your defense has been good enough, but you still have to assume it's the Chiefs, right? And that they're going to matriculate the ball down the field, you may never get another chance. And yeah. they did get another chance, but it wasn't much of a chance so late in the game, down six. Uh, I'll say Carolina minus four.
3: Yeah, it's three and a half. There's a couple of places that don't have it up yet, you know, with the Broncos playing late last night. Plus, I'm just seeing that Carolina uh, closed their facility for Monday and Tuesday because of some COVID issues. Oh, there you go. And, uh, of course... Yeah, we didn't come to fruition with uh, them being off yesterday. I mean, so we we're kind of lacking any uh, any news at that point. So I'm not sure who all's involved. Uh, you know, I think your number's a little high. I, you know, I don't want to mess with the three, but my number's coming to two and a half. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. I really I like the lower number legitimately, and um, if there is COVID issues on the Panthers, then for sure you got to drop that number. But they did, and just came across. It closed the facility for today and tomorrow. You know, it was kind of a precautionary measure. Uh, at this point, I think I'm going to open three and a half. Like I said, I just don't want to. If I mess with the three, I know that may get bet right away. And this is in the game. I want to take a huge stand, on because I don't see me doing a ton of business. But you never know. Sometimes any game with a point spread, and especially around the three, yeah. you can always do a lot of business. Yeah, uh, But I'm going to go ahead and open three and a half here and uh, but definitely keep an eye on this one.
4: No one would know better than you about that. I, You know, I think about the Broncos for a second, and it's like John Elway at GM, Vic Fangio, who I didn't even mention right in that <laughs> list of coaches. Vic yeah. Fangio is your coach, and yeah. Drew Locke is your quarterback. You know they say, like, good baseball teams right down the middle, catcher, pitcher, center field. Yeah. If you're a Broncos fan, do you have any confidence in that triumvirate? Oh, my
3: God. Well, the other thing, too, you know, Pat Bowen passed away. And I guess, you know, right now they don't have strong ownership. I guess it's his daughter that's taken over. But, you know, I mean, Pat Bowen, I think, was a great owner. And uh, now, uh, you know, I mean, so you can go right down, you know, owner, general manager, coach, quarterback. Um, Not a pretty picture right now.
4: Yeah, not at all. All right, let's do one more before the break.
3: Vikings at Tampa Bay.
4: Vikings at Tampa Bay. Well, this has implications for the Vikings. Certainly, uh, again, as we mentioned, the Vikings needed overtime to beat Jacksonville yesterday, 27-24. to 24, But Dan Bailey did miss two extra points. The Jaguars got a pick six in that game. The Jaguars got a touchdown where it literally bounced off the back of one of the Vikings. Uh, but the Vikings were 1-5, and they have... They have clawed their way back to even here at 6-6, six and six, fully in the running for the playoffs, entering the final quarter of the season. It's their fifth win in six games. Uh, Bailey's 23-yarder with 149 left in overtime. After he missed those two extra points and a 51-yard try with 13 seconds uh, remaining in regulation, lifting the Vikings to a 27-24 victory over the Jaguars. Harrison Smith setting up Bailey's redo with a diving pick at the Jacksonville 46, the fourth turnover for the game, uh, fourth turnover rather of the game by the Jaguars. Kirk Cousins 28 of 43 for 305, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Dalvin Cook 32 for 120. Remember, it was a week ago and Dalvin got hurt. And it looked like when they were taking him off the field, they're like, oh, man, not not only is he not coming back in this game, but he may be done for the season. He came right back in that game, 32 for 120 (laughs) in this one. It's amazing. Justin Jefferson, 9 for 121 in a touchdown. And I mentioned this, I don't know if I mentioned it on a numbers game or on primetime action last week, but Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, pioneer of football analytics, through his proprietary stats of DVOA, he believes this season from Justin Jefferson is the greatest rookie is on pace, I should say, with four games left. This was with five games left when he said this, is on pace for the greatest rookie season for any wide receiver in the last 35 years, as far back as football outsiders data goes on a play-by-play basis. That's better than Randy Moss's rookie year. That's better than Michael Thomas's rookie year. I mean, that's saying something. And then he goes out and does what he did yesterday, 9 for 121 and a touchdown. And so I guess I ask you, just brief aside before we get to this line, which is Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off a bye. Justin Justin Herbert has 3 wins, and they're all against crap teams. Are we sure that he's the rookie of the year when a guy like this is, is, according to Aaron Schatz, is having the greatest year a rookie receiver has ever had in, in, a, in more than a generation? I don't know. A- Adam Thielen, by the way, eight for 75 and a touchdown. The Vikings, again, plus two in turnovers. Jags turned it over four times. Um, I don't know. I don't ask that rhetorically. What do you think? You think it's Justin Herbert's award? I'm not sure.
3: I think it's herbert's award uh yeah i do you know but i mean it depends on how um how in depth these voters go uh right you know, you're right maybe jefferson does deserve it but right now herbert's the one making all the news um you know i think they were throwing yesterday's day's game of course you know so we'll see what happens in the last four or five games of the season here but uh, i think it's herbert's to lose for sure
4: yeah i mean i I'm, i think that's probably the case i guess what i'm saying is we, we, we tend to think of these things as fait accompli way earlier than we should, right? And I use the Chris Sale Cy Young Award example from a few years ago in baseball. It's like, oh, it's absolutely his award. And then all of a sudden it wasn't, right? Like, you can't stop playing. And uh, Herbert's not stopping to play, but if you've only beaten three teams, if the Chargers have only beaten three teams, and those three teams are the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Bengals, everybody's unassailable worst three teams in the national football league. Can you still win rookie of the year? I don't know. Especially when this wide receiver is doing historical things. I don't know. Uh, Minnesota at Tampa Bay. I think it's worth bringing up Minnesota at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay on extra rest, the Vikings on the outside looking in now in the playoff picture, but in the mix, I will say the Buccaneers minus six.
3: You're a little light. It's six and a half, and I even see six and a half juice on the favorite, one seven juice on the dog. I got to tell you, I like the lower number here. Um, I, you know what Tampa Bay reminds me of, kind of hmm. that you, you have that friend or something that you're always making an excuse for. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, I know <laughs> he, he drinks too much. Yeah, I know he's always late. I know he's you know got problems at home. And, uh, you know, that's what Tampa Bay reminds me of. We just keep, you know, making excuses for them that, you know, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league and all this. And, uh, you know, I know they had that great game against green Bay, but they've had some real clunkers too. You know, I, I don't know. I, You know, the, 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 the story, the narrative that's been out there with their week off is, uh, you know, Arians and Brady are going to get on the same page. They're going to fix this offense that has been, you know, Showed signs of being really, really good, but then shown signs of being, you know, not so good at all. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead, open six and a half, just cause I see it going higher, you know, but I certainly want to take a bet is, uh, you know, I think Minnesota, I and mean, I, I didn't like their game yesterday, maybe because I kind of needed them in that one contest that I don't want to talk about, but, uh, that's, that's you know, right. I do think they're playing pretty good ball. And I just, I don't have a lot of faith in Tampa right now. I just, I just don't, but I will open six and a half just like I said, because I do see it going higher. And, um, the way I see the betting trend, this one may end up at seven, and I'd be very happy to take a bet on Tampa minus six and a half if somebody wants to play me that.
4: All right, so six and a half is an opener. The contest that I want to talk about. Uh, by the way, just to flush out what I was saying for those who for those who care about the Justin Jefferson thing, uh, D Y A R is the uh, stat that Aaron Schatz uses for these defense-adjusted yards above replacement. Uh, And his top 10 uh, years for rookie wide receivers, just because this is interesting to look back at, Ernest Givens, number 10, 1986 Oilers, number nine, A.J. Green, 2011 Bengals, number eight, Juju for the Steelers in 2017, number seven, Lee Evans for the Bills in 2004, I remember that. Number six, Keenan Allen with the Chargers 2013. Number five, Michael Clayton for the Buccaneers in 2004. Number four, Odell Beckham Jr. with the Giants in 2014. Number three, Randy Moss's unbelievable 1998 Viking season. Number two, Michael Thomas with the 2016 Saints. And number one is Justin Jefferson this year on pace for number one. Coming back, we're halfway through, and the juicy ones are coming. Guessing lines right here on A Numbers Game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Week 14, and in the process, looking back at week 13, and hopefully in the process, uh, extracting some line value, I, I do not like anything the first hour, to be quite honest with you. Usually by this by this point, I like something. A uh, couple clarifications. One, uh, first of all, Chrissy, what Chrissy said is right. With these awards, you're handicapping the, the, the voters, you know, more than anything here. In fact, that's 100% of the game. Will they care about... Uh, Aaron Schatz has a vote over there, Football Outsiders, but it's just one vote about the Justin Jefferson thing. Uh, this is from 3 uh, Jack H 3131 Please keep leading the Offensive Rookie of the Year Brigade for Justin Jefferson as he uh, shows me a screenshot of his 28-1 to 1 on Justin Jefferson doing that hashtag. <laughs> hashtag vested interest, Chris. <laughs> and then uh, El Matestro, not El Maestro, El Matestro, for what it's worth, Herbert doesn't have the win against Cincinnati. That was the first game of the year with Terad starting. Oh, wow. So so you're right. It's only the two against uh, Jacksonville and the New York Jets. Can can a rookie of the year win two games?
3: Well, I think a lot of that's going to get pinned on Anthony Lynn, and probably rightfully so.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. It's worth a discussion. Quarter of the season left. All right. Um, I think we got some good ones coming. What's next? Kansas City at Miami. Kansas City at Miami. Oh, that's a good game. There you go. It is the the eleven and one Chiefs who keep pushing your Steelers. Steelers again playing uh, playing Washington today. Chiefs win. They beat the Broncos. Don't cover. Chiefs are just one of these teams, man, which like they, first of all, that should have been a bigger win too, right? The Tyreek Hill touchdown yesterday is un, a non-touchdown, pardon me, is, yeah. un, is unlike yeah. anything I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. First of all, a wide receiver who, who never put up a fight was alive. It looked like yeah. he caught the touchdown. So he goes down, for those who missed it, yeah. he goes down to the turf with the defender. The ball pops up in the air and lands right back in Tyreek's lap. And the referee, without missing a beat, the official's like, no, that's incomplete. Well, the defender was on top of him. Yes. Like, you almost couldn't even imagine that the ball could get through well, I and think those not of, hit the ground. No, it- I think those of us watching it, a lot of us were like, no, he caught that. I could imagine it. Yeah. But it looked he, like it, but it was I still hard so. to believe. But he didn't complain. And then Andy Reid yeah. and coaching staff didn't wait for a replay. Like, what was the rush? Anyway, that game should have been worse, now that I think about it. Uh, Harrison Butker, perfect on five field goal attempts, clinched the playoff berth, um, do the Chiefs, but again, that fourth and three with six minutes to go, coach uh, Vic Fangio of the Broncos electing to punt the ball away, and the Chiefs melted most of the clock before Butker kicked a 48-yarder with 106 left for the final score. Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 40 for 318, one touchdown, no picks, he was sacked once, with Chris Collinsworth gushing all over them. All over him all game long. Uh, Tra- yeah, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, 8 for 136 and a touchdown. Tyreek, <laughs> as I mentioned, 6 for 58. But it was that 3rd and 10 at the Denver 40 early in the second quarter where he was uh, wide open. Looked like he dropped it, then he caught it. And he didn't complain. The Chiefs didn't wait for a replay. They end up punting. When do you ever see a wide receiver not complain about something like that? Tyreek just got up and went back. Um, okay, 447 total yards for the Chiefs, even without that, plus two in turnovers. They learned early Sunday, uh, by the way, I don't know if anybody saw this early Sunday morning, the Chiefs had seven positive COVID tests. At least they, ret- they returned seven positive COVID tests, but it wound up being a computer glitch and the game was allowed to proceed. we not positives at all. So that happened in case you missed it in the middle of the night. That could have been Interesting. I wonder if the same people complaining about people picking the Saints in Survivor the previous week would have complained about their own Chiefs pick that week. Uh, then there's the Miami Dolphins. Chiefs had Dolphins, you said. Dolphins uh, won for the yeah. seventh time in eight games to achieve their best 12-game record since 2003 yesterday. Tua, 26 of 39 for 296. One touchdown, one pick. It wasn't sacked. Tagovailoa improved to 4-1 and one as a rookie starter with seven touchdown passes and still no picks. He played with a, th- uh, with a thumb on his throwing hand, taped, warmed up as the game wore on. He threw for 167 yards in the pivotal third quarter, 167 in the third. Gaskin, 21 of 90 on the ground, 2 for 51 receiving. Mike Gesicki, 9 catches for 88 and a touchdown. The Dolphins were 1 of 10 on third downs. 1 of 10, only the last one. Skill Alexander, Chris Anders, guessing lines right here in a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Guessing lines for week 14, looking back at week 13, hoping to extract some value. In the process, right here on Beast and the Esports Betting Network, uh, one of 10 on third downs were the Dolphins, one of one on fourth. And I think that third down was late, if I'm not mistaken. 406 to 196 advantage in total yards versus the Bengals, though. Limited Cincinnati to 25 yards after halftime and finished with six sacks. The defense has allowed 10 points total in the past two weeks. Um, Kansas City will be favored. The question is, by how much? This is the tough stretch now for the Dolphins. They're hoping for the Bills' loss today to get them in a tie, but then they got to navigate this final stretch. I'll say Chiefs minus seven.
3: Yeah, that's what I made it seven, but it's seven and a half. I'm not seeing it in the lower, um, so I'm gonna go ahead and open it to seven and a half. Uh, if I see a drop, I think I will drop a little bit myself. I'll tell you what, I really did like. Here's what I liked about Tua yesterday. Uh, he was terrible the first half. Mm-hmm. And Flores stuck with him. And he came through and he played really well the second half. Remember, where's his QBR? I think it's like 67. No, I'm sorry. 72. I can't even read my own writing. You know, so he wound up with a very good game. You know, And again, we talk about bad coaches. Here's a good coach. Flores from oh, Miami. Okay. This guy's doing a hell of a job. Another, He's done it since last year. Another coach of the year candidate, right? Yeah, he's I really like him, man. I, I like him a lot. Um but meanwhile, you know, the Chiefs they're still the Chiefs, but they, you know, they didn't they didn't look sharp. But by the way, we're talking about that catch, the nine catch. You said there when when was the last time a receiver didn't complain? Yeah. I mean how many bad how many bad reviews does Andy Reid have? <laughs> He's had like a bunch of them. Yes. And this was one where he just kind of didn't even think about it, it looked like, you know. And I'm like you. I saw it live. I'm like, oh, he caught that ball. Yeah. He caught it. Um, so anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with seven and a half. Uh, you know, just we we don't usually have trouble begging for Chiefs money. And even yesterday, wise guys were all over the dog in that Chiefs game late last night. But as as we went in, uh, we still needed the underdog. So, uh, you know, like I said, we never have to go begging for Chiefs money. So I'm going to open at seven and a half, uh, although I do like the seven a little bit better.
4: What I like about this show is that I think almost every show this year, we've had at least one game where I've been like, What? And it was a bettable game. I guess Green Bay Detroit is the one I've been most off on so far, and I still don't love that. Uh, By the way, last uh, four games for the Dolphins, the the hard part of their schedule. Kansas City, New England, both at home, then at Las Vegas at Buffalo. What's next?
3: Yeah. Uh, Next, we got uh, the Colts at the Raiders. There it is.
4: There it is. Uh, the Colts beat the Texans again on that Deshaun Watson mishandled errant snap. The Colts now 4 0 following a loss this season. Phillip Rivers, 27 of 35 for 285, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. Jonathan Taylor, 13 of 90, 13 for 491 on the ground, three catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. T.Y. Hilton, 8 for 110 and a touchdown. Justin Houston on defense, three sacks and a safety. DeForest Buckner, two sacks. Colts are allowing an average of seven point three three points in the second half of games this season. That is it. So there's the Colts review, beating the Texans yesterday twenty six to twenty and covering because of that fumble at the end. And then there's the Raiders. Derek Carr. I had the Raiders. <laughs> Let me just say this again because we've gone an hour without talking about Survivor. We're talking about it now. I had the Raiders. Derek Carr, for those who missed it, a 46-yard touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs III with five seconds left, lifting the Raiders to a wild 31-28 win over the still-winless New York Jets on Sunday. The Jets had taken a 28-24 lead with 534 remaining on Ty Johnson's one-yard touchdown. Defense came up with a big fourth down stop that appeared to end uh, New York's winless season. But New York went three and out with a chance to seal it. Let me just say, on that three and out, looked like on the third down play, Ty Johnson might have been out of bounds, but the refs kept the clock moving on the Raiders. Um, And then Carr and the Raiders had 35 seconds left to try for what appeared to be an unlikely comeback. Three plays later, deep ball to Aguilar. Carr missed him, and Aguilar was behind the defense. Next play which is the fourth play into their final drive. Third and 10 from the Jets, 46, with 13 seconds left. Carr finds Ruggs streaking downfield. Touchdown. Delivers the ball perfectly. Touchdown. Lamar Jackson on the coverage. We'll get to that in a second. Raiders win. Raiders. By the way, they don't win at that point. Then with five seconds left, the Raiders squib kick. They think they're being clever, and it gets, like, knocked down like like a sharp ground ball at the 50. So with four seconds left, Sam Darnold and the Jets have a final chance. Hail Mary. That was a legit Hail Mary batted down in front of the end zone. Uh, I could go through these stats. But I'll get to the point here. Cart. Thank you. Oh. Long version. I like it. Congratulations for being a survivor. Thank you. If you could have, have taken a video of me when that touchdown was scored. You would see a madman. Can you show people the text that I sent you when you when you texted me? You texted me, congratulate whatever it was when that happened. Exclamation boys or whatever. Here is the text that I showed Jason. I don't have a screen in front of me, so I can't see this coming up. Uh, but basically, it was just gibberish. I I just could. I just texting wildly. There it is. Just <laughs> just letters randomly. Miracle. Um. Okay. Look. I said, let's just go to the cerebral stuff first. I said last week, again, I don't know if it was on a numbers game or on primetime action. I can never remember what's what now. But I said, why don't the Raiders just go to Darren Waller every play? Darren Waller, 13 catches for 200 yards for two touchdowns. Called that. 12 tight ends since the 1970 merger with 150 or more yards receiving and two or more touchdown catches in a game. Now, let's get to this, let's get to this final play. Henry Ruggs had a key fumble earlier in the fourth quarter. The Jets were up 11. The Jets were up 11 in the fourth quarter. Excuse me, the Raiders were up 11 early in the fourth quarter. It's not like the Raiders didn't blow this. The Raiders should have won this easily. They're up 11 in the fourth quarter. They give up a 96-yard drive to the Jets and a two-point conversion. It's a three-point game. And then Ruggs fumbles after a catch. That led to the Jets' go-ahead touchdown. All of a sudden, you're like, I cannot believe this is happening. Now, here's the formation for those looking at uh, VEASAN.com and the vsn app. Here's the Jets' defensive formation. And on the top of the screen, you see Henry Ruggs single-covered by Lamar Jackson. Not that Lamar Jackson. Undrafted rookie Lamar Jackson. What you will see on a subsequent shot of this is Lamar Jackson bites on a Henry Ruggs fake. Remember, the Raiders have no timeouts left. There's 13 seconds left of the game on 3rd and ten. Ruggs does an in-move, and Lamar Jackson in single coverage bites on it. Henry Ruggs does one thing better than any human on Earth, almost. Run by you. And that's what he did. Derek Carr hit it. It's just incredible. Here's a Michael Lombardi tweet. Can we have the Michael Lombardi tweet on this? Um, He so aptly puts it. And again, I don't have a screen in front of me, Jason, so I'm I'm going uh, sort of uh, off the top here. But Lombardi writes, Greg Williams running Zero coverage, or, or no coverage at that point, is coaching malpractice. So bad, I feel, for the Jets and their players. Should not have been called, nor should Gase have allowed him to make the call. Horrible. On Sunday Night Football on NBC last night, Rodney Harrison called Greg Williams selfish. And I point out, complimented by Lamar Jackson, biting on the rugs fake with no help behind him. But can we put the ESPN stats and information tweet up there because this really sums it up. The Jets made an unprecedented play call to end their game versus the Raiders. There were 252 pass plays meeting this criteria the last 15 seasons. Final 15 seconds, down four to eight points, 40 plus yards to the end zone. In other words, a kind of hail Mary situation. They were the first defense to send six plus pass rushers in that situation. And left a undrafted rookie free agent on an island with the fastest man in the league. And he bites on a fake. Greg Williams just got information from below. Recently fired. Fired this morning. Greg Williams. Oh, wow. There it is. Down below,
1: okay. yes. Thanks, everybody. And yeah.
4: justifiably so. Again, Rodney Harrison calling him yeah. selfish. What a checkered career Greg Williams has had. Checkered because he's had some great defenses that he's coordinated. But then, the whole pull of what happened to Paul over him in New Orleans, most notably. And this yesterday is just unforgivable. Remember with Tankapalooza, as we talked about, it's never the players who are tanking. And I'm not even sure Greg Williams was. He just might have been arrogant and selfish. And goodbye, Greg Williams. Now, I had them in Survivor, the Raiders. And I went ballistic. There is my, t- again, my text to Jason. It's just I don't even know how to even put it. I, if, you had a, if you had a video of me, Chris, you would have thought I was a caged animal. Uh, I went nuts. 91 entries left in Survivor. 1,390 started with $1,000 a pop. Everybody got through except for those who had the Seahawks. So we're down from... 103 to 91. 91 left out of 1,390 with four weeks left in the season. Steelers do have two people attached to them today. I think they'll be okay. But five groups now have multiple entries, meaning five have two entries. 81 others have just one, of which I am one, of which others that I know are in that group too. No names. And that's the deal. 91 left. What an escape. I look back at all uh, at the, what is it, 13 now? Yeah, we've had 13 weeks. No, pardon me. We've had 14 weeks of Survivor.
3: Thir- this was week 13, 13 that we just came through. Yeah. 13.
4: Okay. Uh, we've had 13, right, because Thanksgiving was the other one. Uh, no, pardon me. We've had 14, right? You're right. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving I yeah. forgot 14. No, please. 14. We've had 14 so far. Six of mine have been complete escape jobs. Complete none, escape none jobs. None more so than yesterday. None more so than yesterday. But don't kid yourself. Five others have been complete escape jobs, too. And yet here we are.
2: I'm a survivor.
4: Okay, that's enough. <laughs> All right, Chrissy. What were we talking about again? Who are the Raiders playing? Uh, we need a
3: line on this <laughs> But before, yes, I, I just want to comment on your diet uh, diatribe there. Does anybody remember Greg Easterbrook? And he used to write for uh, yes. ESPN.com. dot com. Yes, it, it, Tuesday morning quarterback, and it was all as I love that. I mean, in Easterbrook, believe me, I disagree with a lot of the stuff he said. I wrote some things about politics, science, but of course, a lot about uh, the football game. But you know, whatever game was uh, during the weekend. But one of his things that he expounded on a lot was teams over blitz. And, uh, and this, um, uh, what's the coach's name? Greg Williams was one of the guys that he highlighted. Jim Hazlitt was the other one. So a lot of times there's just only one way to lose a game, and that's the over blitz. And that's exactly what Williams did yesterday. There's no way. For them to lose the game, except for doing exactly what he did. Um, yes. You know, and, uh, you know, that was really coaching malpractice, it was just absolutely ridiculous. And after the New Orleans fiasco, I never thought Williams would get another job in the NFL. And the other thing that I thought was interesting the Jets were on the verge of signing Matt Rule to be their head coach. The mm-hmm. guy, by the way, Matt Rule, a guy who I think is doing a hell of a job. But one of the things, you know, the I guess the Johnson family that owns the Jets, said so you have to keep Greg Easterbrook, uh, Greg, Greg Williams, as your defensive coordinator. And and Rule wouldn't bite. He wouldn't do it. He went looking elsewhere. And uh, so there's another uh, great management decision by the Jets right there. They could have had Matt Rule as their head coach. I would have been way better than this guy. But uh, you know, that just you know, just we keep piling on, but everything that we're piling on is deserved. Yeah. It's just a horrible, horrible uh thing. But anyway, now you gotta make a number. Colts at the at the Raiders.
4: Colts at the Raiders. Uh Colts by hmm. I'm gonna say Colts minus four and a half. Cause after living through that Raiders defense yesterday, it should be four and a half.
3: <laughs> well let me just say this. I'm in I'm in Survivor. I did not have the Raiders. So I was uh, greatly rooting against you there. Huh, <laughs> You're yeah, in Survivor. Knock huh, some I did not know that you were in Survivor. Huh. Huh. You didn't know that. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but we're not, not going about uh, i had no that. But idea. anyway, you yeah. you make it four and a half. I made it three and as soon as I you know, my power ratings come to three, and as soon as I made it three, I said, Boy, I think that's too high. You know, I think it's too high. Really? I think the Colts are just yeah, they're too inconsistent. Um so it's two and a half. I see three with juice on the dog. Uh, see some two and a halves with some juice on the favorite, but I like the two and a half. Like I said, I thought my number was, was too high, even though that's what I came with. Uh, so I am going to open two and a half on this game. And, uh, we may have our first play I from uh the we
4: I think we do. I like okay. the Colts. I like the Colts. By the way, okay. by the way, of course I'm being tongue in cheek. Not only do I not know not only do I know that you're in Survivor, I know your every move in Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> uh by the way, Rex Ryan Rex <laughs> Rex Ryan uh said quote about the play call yesterday. Dumbest call I've ever seen, been around the thing for fifty-eight years. By thing, he means football. 30 years as a coach, that's the dumbest call ever. There's a time and place for cover zero. That sure ain't it. It's just stupid. Hashtag Jets. And Tom Pelissero, as Jason mentioned, the first to report. The Jets have fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams per sources. That's as long as it took. I will never forget that play ever. How many games did we get to that segment, Jason? We got a, we're got we behind one, schedule. Yeah, we're a little behind. That was only oh, one? No, two, my bad. Two, oh, two, 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 two. We had the Chiefs and then the, okay. the Colts. All right, we got six games left to get to. Um, but that is my first. I think that's the first play that I like there. Indianapolis. That Raiders defense is atrocious. Oh, my God, are they bad. Um. Cleland Farrell, who wasn't supposed to play and ended up playing, two huge strip sacks in that game though for the Raiders. That was a key key contributor uh, for the Raiders eventually being in that position. But again, they were up 11 in the fourth quarter. Should have never come to that. Henry Rux. Man, I wish there was a video of me at that moment. We'll come back. We'll get to all of them. Guessing lines with my Mishbuka Chrissy. Next, right here on the Numbers Game at Visa,
0: the Esports Betting Network.
3: We got the Jets at the Seahawks. Hey, have we talked
4: about the Jets at all? Uh, Jets. At the... <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. Uh, Jets at the Seahawks. By the way, the Jets, with their 0 12 record now, tie the team mark for the longest overall losing streak, which spanned the 95 and 96 seasons, coached by Chrissy? Coat tight. Rich Coat tight. New York remains on pace to join the 2008 Detroit Lions and 2017 Cleveland Browns as the only NFL teams to go 0-16. Darnold yesterday, 14 for 23 for 186, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times, 144 of those 186 in the first half. Again, the Jets just couldn't do anything uh, in the air in the uh, second half, but Ty Johnson and their running game was cruising. 22 for 104 and a touchdown for Ty Johnson. Frank Gore got concussed, didn't play most of this game. The Jets had 206 rushing yards against the Raiders. Jamison Crowder, 5 for 47, two touchdowns. Uh, You said they're at Seattle? Man, the Seattle Seahawks. Jason Kahn, again, producer number seven, calling it that that was the mind. That was the team that was going to lose of all the big favorites. We had a mess of big favorites this week, eight of them. Still, some to come already today and tomorrow. Uh, still to come today and tomorrow. But Seattle, man, they lose to the Giants, 17 to 12, as 10 and a half or 11 point favorites, matching again the biggest upset by that number this year in the NFL. Russell Wilson was 27 of 43 for 263. He had one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked five times, and some of those just from holding the ball too long. Fourth game this season he's had with two plus turnovers. They're 0-4 of the Seahawks are when he does that. They were only four of thirteen on third down. They were only zero of two on fourth. The Seahawks also dropped four passes, including one that led to an interception as they were trying to mount a fourth quarter comeback. But it's the Jets at Seattle. And this is going to be the absolute most picked survivor pick next week for sure because most people still have the Seahawks at their disposal. I really do that. Twelve people had the Seahawks yesterday, which is a curious thing to get into from a survivor strategical standpoint, because 11 of those 12 had either the Raiders or the Vikings to choose from, just to select two teams. They must have either hated all the other options or just had something else going on, because, again, they had this game next week. Uh, I'll say the Seahawks. God, I mean, it's ten and a half at the lowest, fourteen at the most. I'll split the difference. I'll say I'll say twelve and a half.
3: Uh, it's thirteen and a half out there, even uh, a little bit of thirteen and a half with juice on the favorites. You one, uh, you do see one number higher than that. You know, my numbers come to eleven. Um, I don't like the way the Seahawks team is playing. No. And, uh, you know, they, you know Russell Wilson, I kind of joked early in the year that how I hated rooting against him every week and seemed like I had to do that. But he is not having a very good year. No. I think six weeks into the season, everybody had him pretty much penciled in as the uh, right. obvious MVP. Me too. You know, that's I did. pretty much gone. Yeah, gone zone. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, one of the things I, I really – you know, football is constantly changing. One of the things that I think that we see a lot is the best quarterbacks. It's process and deliver accurately. Process and deliver accurately. That's really not Wilson's game. You know, he needs to drop back because he is smaller, shorter, uh, and it's not that. That's not what he does. By the way, we we're talking about Brady earlier. That was his best part of his game. But you know, Aaron's kind of taking that away from him. Um, but anyway, I just think you know I don't want to say they figured him out but he doesn't have a lot of help. Um, you know, you'd think that he does with Metcalf, you know, Lockett and all that. But, you know, but he doesn't have a lot of time usually. So I don't know. I, I don't like the way they're playing. You know, I'll open thirteen and a half because everybody's going to bet against the Jets. Uh, but if I see that dropping lower, I'm going to go a little lower myself. I think that's too high. All right. and
4: a half and a half open from Chrissy on this one. Uh, Seahawks hosting the Jets. All right. Um, by the way, how about DK Metcalf? Like, absolutely just face-crushing face somebody. They don't throw a flag on that on offense. Defense, you can't even cough on the guy. But, man, you can just absolutely destroy somebody's face and not get flagged on offense in that game yesterday. Seahawks-Giants. Uh, we'll come back. More to get to. Guessing lines with Chrissy right here on a Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. All right, what's next, Chris?
3: By the way, anybody taking notes, I am going to change the Kansas City opening number to seven. I'm not using and a half. I'm going to go seven. Yeah. Come Uh, on. All right. Next up, and we got Falcons at the Chargers. All right. Falcons
4: lose to the Saints. We haven't even talked about that game. Uh, Matt Ryan, 19 of 39 for 273. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. Ridley, five for 108. Julio, six for 94. In the Falcons uh, loss to the Saints yesterday, Saints... 21, Falcons, 16, Saints cover in a game that uh, the Saints actually had to hold on to at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Probably should have won it by, by more. I, did, I, I was so into the Raiders game, I didn't get all the nuances of that. Uh, but the Chargers, as we talked about, 45 to nothing loss to the Patriots. It is the worst single loss in franchise history, period. They're eliminated from playoff contention. They have not beaten a team with more than two wins this season. Let me say that again. They have not beaten a team with more than two wins this season, the 3-9 and Chargers, the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Bengals. They were shut out at home for the first time since 1988, obviously a new stadium. They've allowed 27-plus points in nine straight games for the first time in franchise history. They gave their coach, Anthony Lynn, a contract extension in February, coming off a 5-11 and season. Let's not forget about that. John Spanos, son of owner Dean Spanos, and general manager Tom Telesco. They're not going anywhere, those two. By the way, they reassigned their special teams coach, George Stewart, on November 25th, but their struggles in that phase absolutely continued yesterday, as we mentioned. A uh, a, Just a tour de force of special teams gaffes. Punt return touchdown, block field goal return touchdown, and Gunnar Olszewski of the Patriots. Three punt returns for 145 yards for 48.3 yards per return average. By the way, can we show that tweet uh, about the Chargers? Because this is as damning as anything we will ever see. This is... uh, This is is it Dan Popper? Uh, this is from Daniel Popper, who writes for the Athletic, is the Chargers guy for the Athletic. The Patriots lined up to punt five times in this game, he writes. The Chargers had the wrong number of players on the field for three of those five. (laughs) On one one series, they lined up for a punt with 12, got flagged, and gave up the first down, then lined up with 10, four snaps later. It's a joke. It's a joke. it's a joke. I mean, listen, we've talked about the, when Anthony Lynn finally does get fired, we're going to have to pour out a 40 for him on this show. Like it's going to be kind of a sad moment in the most bizarro kind of way. Most bizarro kind of way. Uh, Chargers, Falcons. I, I mean, the Falcons are a favorite. I'm I'm sorry. Chargers can't be a favorite anymore. Uh, it's not going to be three though. I'll say, I'll split the difference. I'll say Falcons minus one and a half.
3: You're a lot closer than me, but I like my number a lot better. It's two and a half Falcons. I made the game six. Wow. I mean, this team is just falling apart. You went over some of the highlights yesterday. You know, I, I, you know, it was one of those, you know, I went on the air last week. I love New England. And when there was a rumor out that Cam wasn't going to play, you know, a lot of money showed on the Chargers. I went to two Chargers. And it looked like he was. I went back to one and a half and just said, well, I'm going to let the money dictate where I go from here. Because evidently there was something maybe not 100% with Newton. I mean, it was just a ridiculous, absolutely embarrassing performance. I have a grading system that I use, and I was just looking at it while we were talking there. I mean, I think it's the worst grade I've given a team this year by by like 12, 13 points. That's how bad this, you know, game was, uh, you know, I mean, are they going to rally behind coach Lynn? Eh, I don't see it. Uh, you know, I'm going to open this game three and you know, it's, there's twos out there and some two and a halves and you know how these wise guys are when they see a three, when it's the only three out there, they act like they'll never see another three again the rest of their lives. So they will beat down the doors. of that this three, uh, take the plus three, but they could have it. I, I mean, I want no part of the chargers from here on in none. That was just such a ridiculous performance from a horribly coached team. And, um, you know, no. Nah, uh, you know, Atlanta, at least they're mediocre. And that's, you know, high praise for what uh, they started out as. Yep. They're a mediocre team. I I want no parts of the Chargers in this game.
4: Yep. Can't blame you. Can't blame you. And I, I the more you talk through that, the more I'm thinking to myself, you almost have to. I mean, just like the Patriots was the absolute only bet you could make yesterday. Because it was the ultimate Belichick versus Lynn, I'm not so sure you can bet the Chargers anymore. Until you see something different, you sh- and, and anything that's close to a pick'em, yeah. every time it's sort of auto play. Just a cor- yeah. corros- corrosive football team. My God, um, I think that might be pick number two: Indianapolis and Atlanta. The more the more I talk through that, despite my uh, guess. Uh, all right, we got four more games to get to, although I think a couple of these are going to involve teams that haven't played yet today and tomorrow, so there won't be much to say about them. Remember, doubleheader today with lines moving big. Pittsburgh down to a 6.5-point favorite against Washington. That's a 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific start. Teaser opportunity. I'm all about Pittsburgh. Have them in a contest. And then Buffalo-San Francisco, huge game for both teams. Niners favored by one after being three-point dogs. I'm on the Niners. That's an 8.15 Eastern. 515 Pacific start. Doubleheader, Dallas-Baltimore tomorrow. Four more games to get to. We'll get to them next for week 14 right here on Guessing Lines, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Okay.
3: Saints at the Eagles.
4: All right, this is a late game. New Orleans, again, uh, fleshing out the Atlanta victory yesterday. New Orleans victory over Atlanta, I should say. The uh, 21-16 final score. New Orleans got the big defensive stop it needed uh, in the closing minutes to preserve the victory. Atlanta got a touchdown with 743 remaining. New Orleans hadn't allowed a touchdown since the opening drive of a game against San Francisco way back on November 15th. It was a span of 14 quarters without one. But they do get it. They clinch the playoff, uh, they clinch a playoff berth. It's their fourth year in a row, coupled with Chicago's loss to Detroit. Those two things clinch the playoff berth for them. Their win and that loss. Uh, it's their ninth win in a row. 8 0 without Breeze now since the start of last year, 3 0 this year. Uh, Hill was 27 of 37 for 232. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. 14 for 83 on the ground. He did lose two fumbles, though, the first coming deep in Atlanta territory that really sparked the Falcons' comeback. 424 total yards, 207 on the ground. Thomas was 9 for 105. And then there's the Eagles. Eagles lose to the uh, Packers, who we mentioned. Carson Wentz was 6 for 15 for 79 yards. Sacked four times. He was benched, finally, in the third quarter. Jalen Hurts came in 5-for-12 for for 109. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. His 32-yarder, 32-yard touchdown pass to Greg Ward on 4th and 18. Sparked the Eagles. Jalen Rager, uh, 73-yard punt return after that. Cut the lead to 23-to-16 with 630 left, uh, though Jake Elliott missed the extra point. They did allow three-plus sacks the Eagles in 10 straight games now. Seven yesterday. But I don't know. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts and and Doug Peterson saying he will not commit to a starter yet for this game. But New Orleans at Philly, I'm going to say New Orleans minus seven and a half.
3: Yeah, it's six and a half and seven. I made the game eight. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to be on the higher end here. I like the seven. Uh, I mean, I I think, um, you know, I think I'm going to put a dot next to the Saints here too. I got Eagles my ratings on them are just dropping like a rock. I mean, they just, they look in disarray. And I, I heard rumors that Peterson wouldn't mind getting fired. And Hmm. that was one of the things that I always said about college coaches. Like some guys said, I wouldn't want to be a college coach. You have to find a new quarterback every couple of years. And I said, well, I think it's the opposite. I think you want to be a college coach because you get to find a new quarterback every couple of years. I mean, I think, you know, Philly, they're kind of stuck with length. They're stuck. You know, they get the yeah. like forty-five million or something next year, you they know. They cannot not cut, cut him. him.
4: Yeah, they can't cut him next no. year. They can hope to trade him. That's their way out. If somebody wants to trade yeah. for him, that's their way out.
3: Yeah, I don't know if like, he's going to trade Great him, teaser like
4: really, I'm with you, though. I like New Orleans there. I like New Orleans. Indianapolis yeah, New like Orleans same, so far. Yeah. All right. Uh, last of the non-prime time then on Sunday.
3: Washington football team at the 49ers.
4: Okay, so we don't have to spend much time on this because, again, Washington plays Pittsburgh today, six and a half point dogs, and the Niners are one point favorites against the Bills. Washington at San Francisco, and I'm way more bullish on the Niners than most, but sight unseen, this, this could hover around a touchdown. To me, I'll be high. I'll make the Niners a seven point favorite. That's how much I think, that's how much better I think the Niners are than Washington as a placeholder.
3: Well, you're, you're way, way high. It's anywhere between four, four and a half. And I even see a five out there. Give me the nice. I like four. Yeah. I like, you know, it's weird though. We had a lot of money show on Washington today. A lot of it. I don't get it. The Niner game was one of the craziest bet I ever saw. We opened Buffalo two and a half. They couldn't wait to lay it up to three and the floodgates opened. I mean, (laughs) I, I, I need the bills pretty good today. I can tell you that. Uh but yeah the Niners interesting just because of their situation. Uh, I think I'm gonna open four. I'm gonna think about it. I might I might wind up opening four and a half. It's just a very weird game. You had big money, big money show on both teams. What did I open Washington? Did I open them ten? Uh, or the Steelers ten. Yeah, I opened them ten a so big money show for both these teams. This is gonna be an interesting bet game, you know. So we'll
4: two see. two things on that. One, I think people are really being influenced by Washington on Thanksgiving. I, as a Washington fan, like I don't get the move today on the Steelers. I get it. Bud Dupree is hurt, but that was a few days back. You know, it, it yeah, came, came well after one that. linebacker. Yeah, um, and then San Francisco to me that that's so interesting. What you're saying about the Buffalo thing its it wasn't a point of resistance. It was a boomerang effect at three. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's go to the primetime game. So I, I, San Francisco will, if it's four, uh, again, barring the unforeseen today, I'll be all over San Francisco there. What's Sunday night.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Steelers at the bills.
4: Okay. Another game that we'll have nothing to talk about here. Cause the Steelers haven't played in Buffalo. Um, when was the last time Buffalo played? Buffalo, who they play yesterday? What am I missing on Buffalo? Why am I Oh, they play today. No, they That's right. Off. Duh. Okay. I've been talking yeah. about them all show. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, and I love, and again, I love Pittsburgh today and I love San Francisco today. Sight unseen, barring the unforeseen. I'll say Pittsburgh by the slightest bit. I mean, this is the game where if the Steelers aren't going to go undefeated, this is the primary suspect. So I'll say Pittsburgh minus one and a half. I'll just split the difference between three and a pick.
3: Boy, you're dead on. My numbers come Ooh. a lot higher, but I, like I said, I'm trying to figure out this move, this monster move on Washington that I've you know, had to witness. That, uh, I'm going to open. Two. Um, it's it's solid one and a half right now, but I'm going to open two. I want my taking to bet on Buffalo. Um, you know, I I Why is everybody bagging on the Steelers all of a sudden? I, I just don't get it. I don't get they this are. move. I mean, there's, I don't uh, get it. Yeah. They're really, uh, losing confidence in a, you know, uh, an undefeated football team with, uh, you know, because they lost one player. I mean, come well, on. Well, people are please.
4: so affected by recency, right? I mean, that game against, against Baltimore last week, just throw that game out. It was delayed. I mean, it was yeah. postponed three times. Like, just so, yeah, uh, enough. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's where I thought it would be. Right? Okay, well, we have one more game, and then I'll give you what I think at the end. All right, so it's Monday night. What's our Monday night game?
3: The Ravens
4: at the Browns. Wow, this this ended quick because all these teams haven't played yet. Ravens play the Cowboys yeah. tomorrow, coming off that Wednesday affair with the Steelers. Uh, Robert Griffin III on IR, so it looks like Lamar Jackson is playing. Do we know that 100%? Yeah. Um was, I don't
3: know about 100%, but he, yeah. he's going to start. He'll start.
4: And not the Lamar Jackson, the undrafted rookie free agent who bit on the Henry Ruggs fake. <laughs> not that guy. The other guy. Uh, all right. Yeah. I owe Cleveland and I owe their fans an apology. I've called them a paper tiger. Apparently, I'm wrong. Uh, Cleveland came into this game with a minus 21 point differential, the worst by any 8-plus win team through the first 11 games in NFL history. Well, yesterday they guaranteed themselves their first above 500 record since 2007 in that big win against Tennessee, which again, as I mentioned, uh, the final score not indicative of the blowout. 41-35 to 35 final score for the Browns. They're 9-3 for the first time since 1994. Cleveland has only won nine games in a season three times in the expansion era, which began in 1999. It's the NFL's longest active playoff drought, moving closer to an end after 18 seasons. By the way, they had more... The most first half points they've ever had in franchise history yesterday. They had 38 in the first half. 38. Uh, that score at the end of the first half was 38 to 7 yesterday. Biggest halftime lead thirty one that they've ever uh, that they've had since nineteen ninety one. Mayfield twenty five for thirty three for three thirty four four touchdowns no picks all of them all those touchdowns in the first half two hundred ninety yards by halftime he had eight different receivers Chubb eighteen for eighty on the ground with a touchdown Rashard Higgins six catches for ninety five and a touch Peoples Jones Donovan Peoples Jones that is two for ninety two and a touch Jarvis eight for sixty two and a touchdown. 10 for 16 on third downs they outgained Tennessee 458 to 431 though they did have 13 penalties for 92 yards 36 46 in time of possession plus two in turnovers Good for Cleveland good for you. Um, I will say Cleveland will be a will be a dog against sight unseen tonight as long yes tomorrow rather as long as nothing goes down with the Ravens no big injuries. I will say the Ravens will be favorites, but not by three I'll say two and a half.
3: You know my numbers come to two and a half Ravens, and I, when I, as soon as I wrote down it, boy, it looks too high. I, don't, I think I would take the Browns. Um, you know, if not with the points, with any money line associated with two and a half, I see it one, and I even see a pick. I, I like one a little better. You know, so I'm going to open the uh, Ravens one, and uh, you know, uh, I, I I sure want to see something out of the Ravens tomorrow. I want to see what's because uh, they're that's a team that's not playing good football right now.
4: Okay, so Chrissy, I like Indianapolis. I like the Saints, based on the uh, the numbers we talked about. If the Niners are only going to be four against Washington, then I like the Niners, too. You may have talked me into Atlanta as a fourth. You?
3: I like uh, the Giants. I like Atlanta, and I like the Saints.
4: All right, so a little, a little tie over there on the Saints, for sure. We both landed on them. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what a day in the National Football League. So good that we couldn't even get to college football. We did, however, get to the undoing and what bothered me about the undoing. So that's worthwhile, don't you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chrissy, I, I thank you Gee, as always.
3: a lot of action on that thing, too. It was amazing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, guilty or not guilty. It's amazing the handle on that thing. Then one day is the name of the book. Uh, Visa.com slash subscribe for all the information there. Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks to you. Good luck with both right. games today. Thank you. Right here from all of us at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.